it's hot out there, which of course means summer's here. And that also means it's time for a new season of anime. Which also means it's time, once again, for your favorite quarterly podcast to make its return. The Seasonal Anime Checkup. This is episode number 18. I'm Jared, and we're going to talk about some anime today here on this podcast. Because that's what we do on the Seasonal Anime Checkup. We come here every... 12 weeks-ish, four times a year, we talk about seasons of anime. So, once again, let's do some housekeeping up front. If you have listened to other episodes of this podcast, you'll kind of know the deal by now. Um, you can listen to this podcast at seasonalanimecheckup.com slash podcast. I believe that's the URL. If not, it's on seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool. That's where you can find it. You can also find it on iTunes and Google Play. That is a place you can listen to this podcast if you're listening to it elsewhere and you want to subscribe to it. Uh, you can you can find us on Twitter at Anime Checkup. That is where the official Twitter of this of the website that this podcast is hosted on is at. And also, since the last time we talked, uh, I've been writing for Crunchyroll. So if you've found this podcast through that, hello! And let's go through exactly what this podcast is about in case you are a first-timer and this is your first time listening. Uh... Essentially, we go over the previous season of anime, shows that I watched. We look forward to the next season of anime, which will be summer. And then we just wrap it up and go home. Pretty self-explanatory. Pretty simple. So let's get started. Right away with what shows I watched in the spring season. A bunch of these shows I I did end up writing about, so... You probably have seen my thoughts and opinions about them in other places. So, some of this stuff might not be new, but, you know, got to cover it anyways. Uh, we're going to start off with Caligula, which, if you are aware of our other podcast, the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, which is a weekly podcast about anime, video games, and manga. We just did an episode about Caligula last week, so that is the latest episode as of this recording that is up there. So if you want to listen to a full-fledged episode devoted to Caligula, that would be the thing to listen to, where it is me and my co-host, Ann Ladium, where we talk about our experiences watching that show. Um, But for the most part, it was very surprising, specifically for me, because I'd played the Caligula Effect the game and wasn't too impressed by it. Not in terms of, like, being disappointed with the story but just with the gameplay and the mechanics like that so that that really pushed me away from it and going to this I was excited just like okay well getting to see the story that'll be pretty good hopefully it you know it holds up and it's it's decent and it did a good job of just blowing me away in terms of the ways that the story the story's themes were throughout and specifically in terms of just adaptations in general where most video game adaptations are pretty much a one-to-one correlation between the video game and the anime where it's pretty much the same thing in terms of story. And in terms of this, this goes in a completely kind of different direction and puts its own spin on what exactly an adaptation should be to where, you know, you don't have to follow the, the game's course the exact same way. You can kind of do what, do your own thing and still have it work out pretty well. And I think Caligula does that and was a very good experience overall. And quite a surprise as well. You know, it's something that I think some people might have like skipped over just in terms of not knowing the source material, but it is something that I think p- 
people should definitely check out, especially if you are fans of the original Persona games, because the uh, the writer of those games wrote the Caligula Effect video game. He's not necessarily tied to the anime, per se, but it is like that style of writing and themes of like heavy psychology. So if you are into that sort of stuff, like this is definitely something you should definitely check out. Uh, following that, let's talk about Megalobox, which was something I didn't really go out of my way to watch initially when the season started. It was something that like people brought up when, you know, talking about it at Crunchyroll in terms of like, you know, the other features writers were talking about it. And I was like, okay, I'll, I should probably check this out. Like it seems kind of up my alley and boy, boy, was it obviously this is a, a project based on the 50th anniversary of tomorrow's Joe, like the, you know, the iconic, boxing series in Japan and this puts its own little spin on it and one of the things that really pushes the show forward is just like the aesthetic of it where it, it's very grimy it makes you feel dirty in a way not necessarily like gross or I guess kind of grody but not like you know it's dirty in a good way it's like oh man I should it makes me kind of feel like I should take a shower after this. Like I'm, I'm in a bunker filled with like a bunch of people watching underground boxing, which is basically the first couple of episodes. That is basically that. And it gives you that feeling of like, Oh, you're right there with him. And it also has like a look similar to where like, it seems like it's a show from the eighties that has been up and and HDified in 2018. And it just, everything about it just works in a way that you might not necessarily expect in terms of that aesthetic, and also the action and drama in general are just fantastic. Like, this show gets combat sports in a way that I think certain other shows might not get, specifically in terms of presentation, to where when they got finally to, like, the final four of uh, Megalonia, and they gave the four boxers each their own, like, entrance videos, it was very much reminiscent of, like, the Pride entrance videos that you would see for, like, main events when Pride was around in the mid, the late 90s, mid 2000s in Japan, which if you know what that is, like, you know that style of, like, presentation and, and essentially it's like, you know, it's combat sports mixed with professional wrestling, and this pretty much boils that down to a T as well, and also just the way that they have boxing and makes it, like, a different style of boxing where, like, you know, the gear gives you more power or more speed because you're having like these enhancements on you and that's become like the new style and then Joe's like well I'm not gonna do that I'm just gonna fight the regular normal way and how like that becomes like a counterculture to this new style of boxing where like old school is new again and it's it's fantastic like legitimately probably a good a good show in the running for anime of the year speaking of shows that have been great throughout its entire run uh the third season of my hero academia fantastic i mean we have talked about the show at length throughout the run of this this podcast and pretty much each time it comes up it's like well this show's great this show is great this show is great and there's not much else you could say besides that because it continuously is great like i think this this arc has been very very good in terms of like introducing new elements to like you know Midoriya having the problem of like, oh, you know, you've been destroying your arms so much that if you keep doing this, you will lose the the functionality of your arms. Like, you can't keep just being reckless and destroying them. 
which I read an article about, and then people in the comments are like, oh, yeah, like, well, the manga readers, I guess I should say, were like, yeah, he ends up doing this, which, thankfully, they just kind of said the name of it, and it didn't really make it a spoiler, but also, the th I forget exactly what it's called, because I haven't read that far in the manga, but the way they described it, or at least the name of it, makes it sound... Earlies makes me interpret it in a way that I'm pretty sure is not how it's actually going to be, but it makes it it makes it intriguing nonetheless. And also the fight with uh, All Might and All for One was just a phenomenal episode. Like it's hard to get better shonen battles than that. Like it was just great all across the board. And then of course this is going on into summer, so presumably you know the the latter half of season three will still be very very good like it would be surprising if it wasn't honestly uh steins gate zero is a another adaptation that came out this this season and as someone who really wasn't that into the game like i i didn't I, th I guess I thought as a whole it didn't really make a lot of sense of why it existed. I think watching the animes kind of made it made me understand that a little bit more. And I think the way they're doing this adaptation makes the story seem a little bit better compared to like some of the convoluted ways that the game tried to mesh everything together with like the split routes and everything. And this is like, well, we kind of have to bring all those together in a way because it would be really weird to split these routes for an anime adaptation, but I think so far it's been pretty good. At least it's I've had a better experience it than with the game, but also like some of that weird game wonkiness is starting to pop up every now and then, like with the endosyphilitis, the head disease thing that they bring up in the game. Like that's that's been brought up at least I, they've been they've kind of like hinted at it, and it's like. I don't want them to go that far into that because that was real weird and I didn't really like that in the game. So maybe they kind of like skirt away from that, but also like it seem, it would seem weird if they didn't or if they did because that was kind of a, a big point of the game. But this is another series that is going to go into the summer season. So hopefully, hopefully the latter half of the of the series like holds up and doesn't fall apart. Um, I think there's potential that it could. But also there's potential with how they've they've done it so far. Like it could, it could hold itself out and make it a better experience than what the game did. And I guess I would be remiss to not talk about Persona Five: The Animation because I did watch a a big chunk of that before dropping it. Um, my thoughts about Persona Five have been well documented on other podcasts, like Season Lima Checkup OVA, where I don't like that game. I don't think it's a good game. I don't think that story's great. A lot of the characters aren't great. And there's a lot of issues in terms of just like the way they they make a big deal about sexualization of women in the first arc of that game and then completely just forget about it and then go straight into sexualizing all the the women characters in that game. And this pretty much does the exact same thing where there's even mo there's even worse like sexualization where they're like they're including new scenes of, you know, Here's Anne bathing in a hot tub or in a, in a what do you call it? Uh, in a bath, and there's no reason to show that, like none whatsoever. And they're just like they just randomly like will focus on her butt and stuff, and it's just it's bad all around. 
and including the the bad the bad and inexcusable homophobia that is in the uh, Shinjuku part of the of the story where you have these two caricatures of of uh of gay men and they basically assault Ryuji and then in in the anime they basically go with that again and make it even worse where Ren's just like I'm just going to walk away from this and not help my friend while he's getting assaulted and it's just it's terrible legitimately terrible uh of course they're also pushing more a catchy storyline within this and I didn't really like him as a villain like maybe the way they're doing this will make it kind of pan out a little bit better than the game did but also, like, I dropped the show because, you know, enough was enough, basically. And here's a hint. You don't have to watch things you're not enjoying. Like, you can drop things. It's really great. And that was something uh, I did. And I feel a lot better for doing that. So, yeah, don't watch that show. <laughs> I think that's my main gist. I mean, obviously, people enjoy that that game but I am not one of them so but that's it for spring let's talk about summer and of course we will be going with uh, the names and descriptions from anychart.net because they have the pretty much a full list of like what's happening or what's airing over the summer in terms of shows shorts OVAs and movies all that sort of stuff let's begin though with Agu. That's probably not how you pronounce that, but we're going to go with it. Tensai Ningyo from Studio Dean. In the story, Ai is an ordinary girl and a dancer. Her friend Machi is also a dancer, but Machi is a genius. Watching Machi's talent often makes Ai feel down, but one day Ai feels, finds out Machi's secret. The existence of the Agu, palm-sized entities who grant genius t talent upon those who hold them. In order to save Machi, who has become a seamstress who makes a goo, I becomes a savior. The saviors are a group of people who fight, who have fought the seamstresses for generations. Analgomoy's Genko Kanseki, the traditional historical epic adventure centers around a samurai defending Japan against the first Mongol invasion of 1274 from Naz. Asobi Asobase from Lursh. The surreal gag comedy manga revolves around three classmates who play simple hand games. One of the girls is good at games but hates them as she always lost to her older sister and forced to do chores while growing up. Another girl is of American descent but raised in Japan and who only pretends to be bad at Japanese. Another girl usually observes their games and loses to the other girls. Backstreet Girls from JC Staff. A group of three Yakuza failed their boss for the last time. After messing up an important job, the boss gave them two choices. Honorably commit suicide, or go to Thailand to get a sex reassignment surgery in order to become female idols. After a gruesome year-long training to become idols, they successfully debut with overwhelming popularity, much to their dismay. This is where the tragedy truly begins. That sounds like a train wreck. Like, that sounds incredibly bad. Banana Fish from MAPPA Nature made Ash Links beautiful. Nurture made him a cold, ruthless killer. A runaway brought up as the adopted heir and sex toy of Papa Dino Golzine, Ash, now at the rebellious age of 17, forsakes the kingdom held out by the devil who raised him. But the hideous secret that drove Ash's older brother mad in Vietnam has suddenly fallen into Papa's insatiably ambitious hands. And it's exactly the wrong time for Eiji Okamura, a pure-hearted young photographer from Japan, to make Ash Lynx's acquaintance. That just sounds nonsensical. 
Chiochan no Sugakuro from Dio Medea. The dramatic extreme going to school comedy manga follows the titular female high school student Chio Miyamo and her adventures to commute to school every day. Chio runs into problems both big and small, such as construction, a biker gang, a sudden urge to use the bathroom, and more. Chukan Kanryoku Tonegawa from Madhouse. Teiai Group is one of Japan's largest firms. Yukio Tonegawa, a man with a larger-than-life presence and sharp intellect, works as the right-hand man of Chairman Kazutaka Hyodo. One day, the chairman commands Tonegawa to spearhead Game of Death, an evil project that employs the debtors. He rallies his, di his direct reports and scrambles to form Team Tonegawa, only to encounter a barrage of challenges from the erratic chairman and his disloyal employees, ultimately leading to his demotion. Team Tonegawa is bombarded with an onslaught of wide-ranging problems. Mr. Tonegawa Middle Management Blues is a spinoff of Kaiji, the hit manga series that boasts a total circulation of over 20 million printed copies. Totally weird to see a spinoff of a a series from like 2007 and 2018, but, you know, things are weird. Fully Cooly Alternative from Production IG. Uh, this is the third Fully Cooly series that is following up on Fully Cooly Progressive. I believe this is only going to be out on Adult Swim in America. I don't think the Japanese version is out in like September, so it is a little while. Also, the the synopsis here is like for fully coolly progressive, so it doesn't work. Free Dive to the Future from Kyoto Animation is the third season of Free. Future Card Shin Buddy Fight, the sixth season of Future Card Buddy Fight. Jintama Jinno Tamashi Hin second season, the second season of the Silver Soul Arc of Jintama from Sunrise. Grand Blue from Zero G. A new life begins for Kitahara Yori as he begins his college career near the ocean city or near the ocean in Izu City, full of excitement for his new life. He will be moving into his uncle's diving store, Grand Blue. There he finds the beautiful ocean, beautiful women, and men that love diving and alcohol. Will Yori be able to live his dream college life? Hanebado from Leiden Films. Tachibana Ken Kentaro is a high school badminton coach who has a lot more enthusiasm than some of the members of his very small team. One day, he meets the quiet voice student Hanasaki Ayano, who is effortlessly physically capable and, and experienced in badminton. He tries to recruit her, but she seems to have no interest in the sport at all. Due to a series of circumstances, she eventually ends up joining the team. Coach Tachibana is determined that with her on board, they'll be champions. It's strange to see a badminton anime, but also, like, I believe this is, like, the first badminton anime, which is something else entirely. Happy Sugar Life from Ezola. High schooler Matsuzaka Sato has a reputation for being easy, but one day her lifestyle of sleeping with one boy after another comes to an end. It happens when she meets the child Shio, for whom she is convinced she feels true love for the first time. Sato may seem sweet and innocent, but there is nothing she won't do to, pr to protect her life together, including committing murder. But from where did the little where did she acquire the little girl, and how long can their happy sugar life together last? That was some sentences. Harakana received from C2C. The story takes place in Okinawa, where Haruka forms a beach volleyball pair with Kanada. Kanada, who couldn't who couldn't handle the pressure put on her by her short height, had given up on her be given up on beach volleyball already. But is convinced by Haruka to step back on the sand once again and aim for the junior tournament. Hararaku Saibo from David Production. Oh, this is a uh, sells at work. 
The average human body contains about 60 trillion cells, and each of them has work to do. But when you get injured, viruses or bacteria invade, and when an allergic reaction flares up, everyone from the silent but deadly white blood cells to the brainy neurons has to work together to get through the crisis. A lot of people have basically said this is anime Osmosis Jones, which probably isn't the most, like, off off-putting comparison, to say the least. <laughs> Pretty similar ideas there. High school... High score girl from JC Staff. The year is 1991. Sixth grader Yaguchi Haro only has video games to live for. He's not popular in school, and he's neither handsome, funny, nor n funny, nice, nor even friendly. The only thing he has going for him is that he's good at video games. One day at the local arcade, he plays Ono oh Akira, a fellow classmate, but who's popular, smart, pretty, and a rich girl that absolutely destroys him at Street Fighter 2. Not only does he lose to her 30 times in a row, he can't beat her at any game. Haro can't s seem to shake Akira off as she follows him as she follows him from arcade to arcade every day after school and beats him every time. As weird as it sounds, the odd couple begins a strange bond and a friendship. Uh, this is probably the one show I'm looking forward to the most this season, because I've followed the manga for quite some time, and it's, it's a fantastic look at, like, that time period of, like, kids growing up in Japanese arcades around, like, the, the arcade scene there, in terms of, like, the ways that the various styles of games that were coming through arcades in in japan at the time were and specifically as it's gone through like just through a couple of years towards like in like the mid 90s now or like the playstation era where the manga is now and also they basically the first trailer they got they put out for the show was like hey we contacted all of the companies that you wouldn't think of when we when, when thinking of early 90s video games and arcades we got them on board. So, like, Capcom's on board, SNK's on board, which is, which is probably good, considering SNK did, I believe, sue them at one point over this manga. Um, and then a bunch of other uh, games are on board. But, like, this, is, this basically revolves around a lot of, like, fighting games. So, like, you'll see a bunch of Street Fighter. You'll see probably some Fatal Fury and then other SNK fighting games of the time. And then eventually, if it goes further in the timeline as the manga has, I don't know how far the, the anime will go. You'll probably start seeing like other games as well. Like, you know, you, you might see like street fighter zero or alpha, depending on where you are, dark stalkers, uh, king of fighters, all that sort of stuff. Hi, I no how to say no Valkyria from EMT squared. Some urban legends are best left untested. Yuto Suo gets more than he bargained for when he joins his childhood friend Mitsuki Shimoya in testing out an urban legend. When he uses his phone to take a picture of himself with the local shrine's divine mirror, he is whisked off into another world, one heavily steeped in the lore of the old Norse myths. Using his knowledge gained from school and from his solar-powered smartphone, he has a chance to bring the Wolf Clan, the same people who cared for him, to prominence, all while in earning the adoration of a group of magic-wielding warrior maidens known as the Einadur, Einahar, However you pronounce that. Isekai Maoto Shokan Shoujo no Dore Majutsu from Ajiado. In the MMORPG Cross Rivere, Rivere, Takuma Sakamoto is so powerful that he is lauded as the Demon Lord by other players. One day he is summoned to another world but with the same appearance he had in the game. There he meets two girls who both proclaim themselves to be his summoner. They had performed an enslavement ritual to turn him into, the into their summon, but that's when Takuma's passive ability activated. Instead, it was the girls who had become enslaved. Oh boy. Though Takuma may have been the strongest sorcerer there was, he had no idea how to talk with other people. That's when he makes his choice, to act based on his persona from the game. 
amazing, but of course, I am Diablo, the being known and feared as the Demon Lord. So, oh gosh. So begins a tale of adventure with an earth-shakingly powerful Demon Lord, or at least someone who acts like one, taking on another world. Island from Feel. Urashima, an island far from the mainland, the people who live there lead carefree lives. But five years ago, the island's three great families suffered a series of misfortunes and succumbed to suspicion. The people of the island cut off all contact with the mainland and began a slow decline. The key to saving the island lies in three girls who belong to the three families. But they are bound by old traditions and are conflicted. On that island, a lone man washes ashore. The man claims to be from the future, and he begins a solitary struggle to change the island's fate. Uh, the the things I know about this show are it's a visual novel. Because like it came out on the PS4, I think, just like last week or something. And I think it's been, I would assume it's been out elsewhere, because there is an anime adaptation. So, there you go. Jashin Chan Dropkick from Nomad. Jashin Chan Dropkick is a violent slapstick comedy about a delusional gothic Lolita, Yurine, who summons a demon girl with a tail of a cobra, Jashin Chan. They, li- they have to live together until Yurine finds a way to shen- find a way to send Jashin Chan back to hell, or until Jashin Chan kills Yurine. Kyoto Tadamachi Sanjo no Holmes from Seven. The light antique mystery series revolves around a spiteful, handsome Kyoto boy and a high school girl. The story is set in an antique shop in Kyoto's Teramachi Sanju's shopping district. High school girl Aoi Mashiro unexpectedly runs into Kiyotaka Yagashira, the son of the shop's owner, and ends up working part-time at the shop. Kiyotaka is called the Holmes at Teramachi Sanju, and he and Aoi solve odd cases brought to them by various clients. Lord of the Vermilion, Gurren no O from... The anime takes place in Tokyo in 2030. In a suburban area, suddenly, a high-frequency resonant sound is heard, and at the same time, a red mist shrouds the area. Anyone who hears the sound, be it human or animal, loses consciousness. The government estimates that it might be an unidentified virus, and fearful of an epidemic blockades Tokyo and moves its base to Osaka. However, six days after the incident, those who lost consciousness from the sound awaken for no apparent reason. Those blockaded in Tokyo slowly start to get the city functioning again, but after that day, strange incidents start to occur at the blockade border. Those who have awakened to hidden blood power arise, are drawn to one another, and must face a cruel fate. Marvel Future Avengers second season from Madhouse. It's the se- second season of that. Muyoto Roji no Maharitsu Sodan Jimusho from Studio Dean. Are you a victim of unwanted spirit possession? Is there a ghost you need to send up, you need sent up in a way or down to burn for all eternity? If the answer is yes, then you need Mio and Rio and Roji, experts in magic law, serving justice to evil spirits is their specialty. That just sounds like a bad like law firm commercial and it's great. Like that's the way it should be promoted. Angaku Shoujo from Studio Dean. The story follows the protagonist Hanako Yamadaki when she encounters the obscure, low-selling, 11-member C-list idol unit, Ongaku Shoujo. Their producer, Ikehashi, thinks the unit needs a new member. Together, Ongaku Shoujo and Hanako strive for the top of the music world. Oshiete Maho no Pendulum, Rilu Rilu Felu, from Studio Dean. It's the third season of that. Overlord 3 from Madhouse. It's the third season of that. Phantom in the Twilight from Leiden Films. The story takes place in London at Cafe Forbidden, a mysterious cafe that only opens at night. The protagonist is a girl who is in London to study abroad. She meets the handsome men who work this place when the guardians of the boundary between the human and shadow world gather. 
That sounds like some Atome stuff. Planet With from JC Staff. Manga creator Satoshi Mizukami, who created Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer and Spirit Circle, announced a new original mecha anime and manga, and manga project titled Planet With, Planet With on Friday. I think that on Friday is like he announced it someday on, on a Friday sometime. Mizukami said that the project is based on a concept he began working on four years ago and that he has drawn 1,074 pages of manga storyboards for the project. That doesn't tell me anything about it other than like, hey, this guy's making it. Satoriko no Tenshi from JC Staff. 13-year-old Rachel awakens to find herself trapped in the basement of an abandoned building. Without any memories or even a clue as to where she could be, she wanders the building, lost and dizzy. In her search, she comes across a man covered in bandages. He introduces himself as Zack, and he wields a grim reaper-like sickle. A strange bond is struck between them, strengthened by strange, crazy promises. These two, trapped in a strange building, don't know why fate has placed them there, but they will work together desperately to find a way out. Uh... Yeah, this is a... Uh... It's the it's the one based off the game that was made in like RPG Maker. I'm totally not stalling for time to look it up. You cannot blame me for that. Angel of Death. That is the name of that. Uh, which actually the the game version of that I think is out or is like just about to come out on Switch. So I guess if you were if you come away from that anime like man I, I should play that game like there is. And it's on PC, I, I assume, as well. Uh, there are multiple ways to check that thing out. Senjushi from TMS Entertainment. The story takes place at the subsequent era after the whole world was devastated by the nuclear war. Under the strong rule of the under, under the strong rule by the World Empire, people are all su suppressed and deprived of their own lives. A resistance team secretly keeps fighting to break this suppression while everyone is forbidden to possess any forms of arms, any force of arms. The team challenges the fight with the antique guns that were left as works of art, and their incarnations of these antique guns are called musketeers. Appear and join the team, as if they responded to the soul of the team. In their battles with the incarnations of contemporary guns who represent and are dispatched from the Empire, the musketeers turn their absolute noble mode to give a powerful boost to themselves and bring hope to the world. Shichisei no Subaru from Lursh. And the popular MMORPG, there's quite a few popular MMORPGs apparently this season. World Union, there existed a legendary party. Its name was Subaru. The, the fine automobile makers. <laughs> this party made up of a group of childhood friends and elementary schoolers exceeded the limits of the game with their various senses. However, due to an incident which resulted in a death, Union ended its service and the group of childhood friends went separate ways. Six years later, high schooler Haruto logged into the new reunion and reunited with a single girl, Asahi, one of old Subaru party members, and his childhood friend who should have died six years ago. Is she a digital ghost or... question mark? Attack on Titan Season 3. That's Season 3 of Attack on Titan. Shinya Tensai Bakabon from Piero Plus is the new adaptation of Tensai Bakabon, the original family comedy manga centers on an idiotic boy and his father. Shoujo Kagaki Review Starlight from Kirama Citrus. The franchise centers on Starlight, the song and dance review trope loved throughout the world. Karen and Hikare make a promise with each other when, when they're young that one day they'll stand on the stage together. Time passes and now the girls are 16 years old. Karen is very enthusiastic about the lessons she takes every day, holding her promise close to her heart. Hikari has transferred schools and is now away from Karen, 
but the cogs of fate turn and the two are destined to meet again. The girls and other stage girls will compete in a mysterious audition process to gain acceptance into the review. Suno Haraso no Kanrinin-san from Silverlink. Shina Aki is constantly being treated like a girl due to his feminine looks, so he decides to move to Tokyo to attend middle school and attempt to change himself. However, what awaits him in his new home, Sunohara-so, is the kind-hearted caretaker Sunohara Ayaka, along with three other, along with the three other, along with the three female members of Aki's new middle school student council, Yukimoto Yuzu, Yamanashi Sumire, and Kazumi Yuri, and so begins Aki's new life in Tokyo, living with four girls. Tenro, Sirius the Jaeger from PA Works. Imperial Capital, 1930. A strange group of people carrying musical instrument cases landed on Tokyo Station. They are called the Jaegers, who, come to fight, to, who came to hunt vampires. Amongst them, there stood a young man with striking serenity and unusual aura. His name is Yului, a werewolf whose home village was destroyed by vampires. Yului and the Jaegers engage in deadly battle over a mysterious holy ark over only known as the Ark of Sirius. What truth awaits them at the end? With eternal affinity and spiral of conspiracy entwined, the highly anticipated action thriller may begins. Suko Mogami Kashimas from Telecom Animation Film. The manga is set during the Edo period in the Fukugawa Ward of the Old Edo, present-day Tokyo. Because the area is prone to fire and flooding, residents rent everyday items like pots, futons, and clothing from shops instead of purchasing, purchasing them so as not to impede them when they flee. Obane and Seiji, an older sister and younger brother, run one, run one such shop rental, such rental shop called Izomoya. However, mixed in with their inventory are Sukumogami, objects that have turned into spirits after a hundred years of existence. The siblings sometimes lend these sentient items to customers... Both Obani and Seiji can see and talk to these spirits, and other Sukumogami often come to the store after hearing of the famed siblings. Yume o Koko no Numero 100 Nin no Oji-sama from Project Number 9. The anime takes place in the dream world, where dreams give the give people the power to live, but the world is threatened by dream-eating dream -eating beings known as Yume Kue. In order to save the world, princes from all kingdoms must join their power. The story follows the butler Navi and Prince Ave of the Night Kingdom Astoria as they travel the world in order to save it. Yorigeso no Yuna-san from Zebek. Fuyuzora Kogarashi has spirit abilities and has been possessed by ghosts since he was a kid. This has caused a lot of trouble in his life, but now he has learned to fight back against evil spirits. Unfortunately, he's also very poor, homeless, and hoping for a happier, more normal high school life in his... In his search for housing, he's introduced to a very cheap boarding house called Yuregeso, which is formerly a popular high hot springs inn. It's so cheap because the house is haunted by the spirit of a high school student whose corpse was found there. Kogarashi doesn't think this is going to be a problem for him, and the rest of the house's tenants appear to be sexy women. Oh boy. While relaxing in the hot springs, though, he finds there is an issue with his ghost banishing plan. Yuregeso's ghost is a 16-year-old girl named Yuna who lives in his, in his room. Kogarashi has no desire to hunt a ghost girl, and instead he ends up agreeing to help her to figure out her unfinished business. That way, she can move on to the afterlife before turning evil and falling into hell. Once it is clear that he is fine with Yuna, the other tenants reveal their own supernatural secrets. His life in Yuragiso is going to be far from ordinary. And finally, Zoid Wild from Oriental Eye and Magic. It's a new Zoid series, which is strange to think about. Uh, we have summer or spring leftovers. 
Akun to Kanajo, My Hero Academia Season 3, Captain Tsubasa, Jushinki, Pandora, Kakirori no Yaramashi, Kiraneku, Monroe, uh, Lady Layton, Lupin the Third Part 5, Nobunaga no Shinoboy, Shinobi, Anagawa, Ishiyama Hin, Persona 5, and Steins Gate Zero. And there are some TV shorts. Aneni Sukero Kusuri wa Nai 2 from Fanworks. Bang Dream Garapa Pico. Cinderella Girls Gek Gekijo 3rd Season from Gathering. Hadaraku Onisan Number no. 2 from Toe Movies. Joshi Ochi Tsukai Kara Ona no Koga Fute Kita from Arc. One Room 2 from Zero G. Space Bug from TMS Entertainment. Yamano Susume 3 from 8 Bit. Which I believe is Encouragement of the Climb, or something like that. And then Yama Shibai 6 from Ilsa, or ILCA. And then there's some movies, like there's a My Hero Academia movie, there's a couple of K movies, and then what else is there? There's a Pokemon movie. I think there's some other movies in here as well that, like, I know of... But the titles are in Japanese, and I'm like more used to their English names, so that's probably a a problem. And then there's some OVAs as well. Uh, Calamity of the Zombie Girl. There's a new Baki, new Graveler Baki, which is weird because I literally just saw a preview for like the original series, like DVD set from like ten years ago when I was watching my Dragon Ball Z sets. That's wild. Uh, what else is there? There is a, there's DSRA is coming back, Gakuni Babysitters, Golden Kamui, Karakai Jozo no Takigi-san OVA, Megalobox Specials, Masamune Kun's Revenge apparently is going to end, it's probably good because that show was not great, Violet Evergarden Special, and that's about it in terms of stuff I, I recognize. Let's take a brief look at Fall, see if there's anything that is popping out at us. It's going to be a conception anime? Oh, God. A uh, couple of, couple of se uh, sequels. Uh, Golden Comedy 2, Garazeni 2, Ace Attorney Season 2, which... Uh, the Part 5 of JoJo adaptation will be in fall. Is there anything else that I can... that I at least know of? <laughs> Thunderbolt Fantasy 2, Tokyo Ghoul Re 2... Yeah, everything else is kind of like not popping out at me as like, oh, this is recognizable. <laughs> uh, Films-wise, like the Dragon Ball Super movie comes out, I think, around that time in fall. A new Gundam movie. Yeah, that looks about it for that. There's a Yu Yu Hakusho special coming out in, in fall. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, so definitely a lot of stuff already lined up for fall, which we'll go into, we'll talk about a lot of stuff in, in 12 months, or 12, not 12 months, 12 weeks when, when we are ready to talk about fall stuff. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Season Lamy Checkup. We've talked about spring, we've talked about summer, so now you know all the shows to, to look out for if you're interested in any of those. Uh, once again, if you want to find more about this podcast or listen to previous episodes go to seasonlamycheckup.com or sac.cool it's where you can find all that you can find the other podcasts on there as well like the seasonlamycheckup ova the weekly podcast about conversations 
with anime, manga, video games. And you can also check out Jared and I Watch. It's a podcast for me and my SAC OVA co-host, Ann Ladium. We watch shows week by week and then talk about them. Uh, we've wrapped up our our watch through of Salem and Crystal, at least for now until the movies come out. And we are now diving into Love Life Sunshine. So if you're interested in either of those shows, you should check out that podcast. And you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you want to find more from me on the internet as well, you can uh, check out my writings on Crunchyroll. Those are usually up there every week. Uh, you can find you can usually find those posted on my Twitter, my personal Twitter at Ragbag, and you can follow the website Twitter at Anime Checkup. Both good places to find information. So yeah, uh, we will reconvene in twelve weeks and talk about what was good in summer. And look forward to what's happening in fall as we, I guess yeah, that'll be the round or the the roundup of the year, the last season of the year. So look forward to all that, and yeah, see you in September ish. We'll go with that.